Welcome to Exposed. Real people, real stories, uncensored. You'll hear it all, as well as secrets from your host, Samantha X. Misha, hi. Hello, hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for having me today. Well, I actually um, thank you for agreeing to talk about your story because you we've decided to keep your identity private. Misha's not your real name and we're not having video for this because, well, why do you want to keep your identity private? Maybe let's talk about that. I think, um, in all honesty, the only reason why I prefer to stay anonymous in this is for the sake of the children. I right. feel like the world is not really ready to hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> and I don't think the parents are, are, are willing to be on the same page as where we are in our household. And I think, uh, I mean, my idea in time is that we are able to talk about it just like what you had for breakfast. Um, but until then, while they're still relatively young, I think I would like to just keep them safe rather than myself. Yes, I, I look, as someone who has children, um, I definitely agree with that. Do you worry what the school mums, well, it sounds like you worry what the school mums would say and they would judge you for your... Um... Not me. I, I, I don't really care how they feel about me because they don't pay my bills, they don't live in my shoes, you know, they don't do anything to enhance my personal life. But the last thing I want is that domino effect to somehow affect my children. Yeah. I at school understand. or during um, school ground or so forth. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, well, but let, let, let's get into it. Misha is a married mum of two who says seeing male escorts saved her marriage and gave her her confidence back with her body after having kids. And Misha, you live in the very exclusive suburb, eastern suburb of Sydney as well. Yes, so, I do. So uh, you are... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I do live in, you know, somewhat affluent suburb um, in Sydney. And I think deep down, there's probably a fair few uh, mums and dads like me, but we're just not really there to talk about it in the open just yet. However, most of my close friends do know and they are extremely supportive of our life and our decision because it's ours at the end of the day. Mm, and they're probably a little bit envious as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most married couples stop having sex. You've only just really started, haven't you? That's right. <laughs> so the reason we, we met because I put a call out on my Instagram about people who, women who had seen male escorts and you responded straight away. Um, just to set the scene, how old are you? I'm 34. And how old are your kids? Um, seven and five. And you've been married for? So I've been with my husband altogether for just under 10 years and we've been married for seven. Okay. Tell me about meeting your husband and your sex life and what led you up to seeing or booking your first male escort. Um, so my husband and I met on Tinder. When I was not looking for a boyfriend, I just wanted a fling. Uh, he did as well. Uh, we were both 24 at the time, so I, uh, being in a long-term relationship was was the last thing on my mind. Uh, life works in different ways, and we got together soon after. And about a year into our, just over a year into our relationship, I found out that I was pregnant. 
So mm-hmm. it was a surprise, as, as some people might want to say. It's certainly unexpected, but it's something that both of us were ready to take on because of how we felt about the relationship with each other. What nothing prepares you for, even though my background is only childhood education, is that kids, as much as you you work with, you can work with kids full time, 40, 50 hours a week, but nothing prepares you to be a parent of a child that doesn't sleep, that wakes up every 45 minutes throughout the night. So by the time our first one was uh, four and our second one was, you know, still a baby, COVID hit us. We were in lockdown. We were stuck at each other's throats really 24-7. And the question is, what makes us happy? And what is it that will make us happier? So we had we have a beautiful house. We've got great family, really close network of friends, lovely children. But a part of us was missing because I turned into this mum mode who was constantly fighting or flighting for her life. What do you, what do you I, mean by that, fighting or fighting for your life? Our fight or flight mode just meant that I was constantly anxious. I was constantly worried about everybody else but myself. I let myself be the last thing that was on anyone's mind, including my own. Um, my body changed, but I would dedicate all the time in the world that I had to my job. I, I went back to work at nine when my youngest was six months. Um, I essentially dedicated all of myself physically, emotionally, mentally to everything and everyone else but me. So my health was suffering. I had low body confidence because I didn't have time to exercise, eating junk. Um, and so by the time COVID and lockdown happened, I said to my husband, I said, look, life is so short. Why are we just fantasizing about things what could have been or should have been? Why aren't we just out there living it? And okay. he said, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, what, what does living mean? And I said, well, first of all, our sex life is pretty much non-existent unless it's like, okay, Friday, you've done the sheets and you've done the groceries. Let's just get it on in the spare five minutes that we have between dirty nappies. <laughs> so it, it wasn't, common, it wasn't think, yeah. it, it's so common, but it shouldn't be like that, mm. you know? It's okay to have a quickie, but God, not in the way that you you just have to do it or it's the last night on earth. Okay. Um, Can I just stop you there? What was your sex life before you had kids? What was it like before BC, uh, before children? Before BC children was, look, for, for a young couple, we were very active. You know, we were having frequent sex. I can't say that it was anything out of the ordinary or anything extra kinky. But a part of the sex life before kids was always about fantasy. Oh, like, you know, what's your fantasy? Imagine having, like, another girl in the mix or another man. So all of that was just hypothetical. And um, so that's what turned us on, in a sense, about just talking about the fantasy. Because at that point in time, the idea of non-monogamy or being open was not even on the forefront of my mind, even though... As a teenager growing up in Ukraine, I always had questions about if one person can fulfill all of our needs mm. for the rest of our days just because we're committed to someone. Yeah, you challenged that. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, but you oh, know, growing up, yeah. it, it wasn't. It was not. I wasn't allowed to speak about it out loud, but it certainly was always at the back of my mind. So you had a great sex life before children, and then the kids came. And as you know, as it does, it it's like throwing a hand grenade into a relationship, isn't it? I always wonder yeah. when when people say, "Oh, you know, they want children to help save their marriage." I think it's oh, the worst God, no. thing you can do. <laughs> it's the worst thing you can do. So you stopped. Ha- you did. So you pretty much stopped having sex after the kids. I can't, I wouldn't say that we stopped, but it was not. It was not emotional. It wasn't central. You know, I, I breastfed both of my children. So mm-hmm. the idea that my child is on the boob 24-7 and someone else is out there to, mm-hmm. to put their hands on it was just, uh, I don't want to say the word, um, you know, revolting, because it wasn't, but it was a very uncomfortable feeling for me to try and separate those mm-hmm. two together. Um, so... It was just it was just very quick. It's like let's just get it done. Mm. It was always about you, just survival mode. And how did you feel about your body changing? How did you how did your body change? Because you, I remember you saying to me you had body dysmorphia after you had kids. I think I still do because I was this skinny size four person who gained almost thirty kilos um, during pregnancy. And I'm not overly tall. I am under five foot. So my entire, I, I was just uh, rolling down the hill. I, I was so big. I haven't described to you. So after after having two kids, my um, stretch marks, you know, loose skin. And no matter how hard I try to lose the weight, the, the, the excess fat and jiggles, you know, kind of stayed. And I know that I am in a great person with great personality i can light up a room walking into a room of strangers but the idea that i didn't love myself really put me down Mm. so all of a sudden i'm wearing size eight to ten clothes and my mom is out there saying hey you know you're so fat you should really lose weight otherwise nice mom thanks mom no one's going to like you And, and all of that just kind of played a role into me really disliking myself so when mm. my husband would say to me, you look so beautiful today, in my head, all I could think of, you're just talking shit. And, and how did that feel like? What did that feel like for you? Um, I felt like people were trying to compliment for the sake of it. And for him especially, I felt like he was complimenting me just to have sex with me, you know. Even though that's completely untrue, and I knew that was not the case, but my mind told me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I spent just um, a long time resenting myself and resenting him, even though I, I all it took it was just for me for work on myself. Mm. Easier said than done, though, when you're nursing kids, isn't it? Yes. But, you know, lockdown gave me that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't a bad thing for everyone, was it? doesn't no. sound like it was a bad thing for you guys. So you were feeling really shit about yourself. You had body dysmorphia, kids, kid, kids are kids. You had five-minute quickies, and you were getting sick of that. So how did that go? How did it go from that to seeing your first male escort? Whose idea was it? Um, mine. How, Always mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was it yours by, by chance? Uh, okay, so how did that how did that conversation come about? How did you even know about male escorts? Oh, I don't sleep very much at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so when, I'm not, when I'm not sleeping, uh, with my first son, it was Game of Thrones. I sat through it. With my second one, I just thought, you know what? 
I am I'm on news.com.au from morning till night. So I've read all of your Samantha X articles left, right, and center, you know, and I just sometimes when an article pops up on another platform, I will go, yes, I've read this one. I know about this. <laughs> um, and so I think there was a part where I read something about uh, Ryan James, who was in Sydney. Um, I didn't book him, but I just wanted to say that, you know, I've read about on on the news or in articles, and I thought, okay, we, by that time, 2021, have already spoken about potentially going non-monogamous, just so that we can explore the dynamics of each other and me understanding how I feel about my body with other people. But in order for us to open up to uh, every other couple or person out there, I suggested that hiring a male escort might be a great beginning because it's transactional. Mm. And you would like to think that with the money that you're spending, they know what they're doing. And so that mm-hmm. there is no there is less risks of things going very wrong emotionally. Mm-hmm. Can I just stop you there? When um, I know when I feel shit about my body and I'm having bad body days, months, weeks, whatever, the last thing I want to do is take my clothes off in front of anyone, let alone strangers. How did you get to the decision that that's what you wanted to do when you had a bad body image about yourself? The way I saw that, and and maybe I'm just a minority, is that my husband has seen me at my best, you know, when I had no kids, perky boobs, like, you know, flat stomach. So when I've changed in his eyes in front of him, I was getting more conscious taking my clothes off in front of him because in my mind I kept thinking all he wishes for is for Misha to be that person when I first met her. That's Take what you thought you wanted. No, that's 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 what I was thinking in a way that he would think of me. Is right. that when he looks at me being this curvy person now, that he would wish that I was still that size four perky boobs. So the idea of taking my clothes off for a stranger mm. w- was a no-brainer because he doesn't know where I've been. He doesn't know what it looked like before. <laughs> he, he just sees me as why I am today, right this minute in front of him. Got it. Got it. So he yeah. had nothing to judge me against, whereas my husband has all these years to go, oh, she just looks so hot in that skirt. He, 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 he won't go over her knees right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the blueprint. But he never said anything, though, did he, your husband? He never said, I wish you were size four again. No, he, he wasn't. He better he not wasn't. have done. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so tell me about that. So you, you had that conversation with your husband and you suggested a male escort. Is that right? Yes. yes. And And how did he take that? He thought it was a great idea. He thought, okay, well, um, I mean, initially, initially, when we even opened, talked about opening up the marriage, um, it was, you know, it was months-long therapy sessions, couples therapies, personal therapies, just to make sure that we were on the same page mm-hmm. and we're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, by the end, when we both decided that, yes, we would like to give uh, the non-monogamous relationship a go, then hiring a male escort was my idea. And, and my husband said that I think it's a great idea because it's transactional. It's, you know, one, two, three hours that you want to do it. And then you can then feel and decide how that made you feel um, and go from there. Was seeing the male escort your first idea or was it something that you eventually came around to? Or was it the first thing you suggested? 
it's always go it was always going to be the, the the male escort for my first time getting out of that commitment and how did the, how did you know who to choose the booking process tell tell and tell women about this because a lot of women who will be listening to this have thought about seeing a male escort but probably absolutely terrified um, so, um, so talk us through the booking process to, from sure. from deciding who you're going to see, and you don't need to name names until turning up that that the night or the day or whatever. I scroll through um, the website probably for three months straight every night, mm-hmm. trying to understand. I, I'm a very intuitive person, so it's really important for me to find someone that is not a is not a version of my husband and looks the same. I want to. Someone that looked completely different to what I would have usually gone for. I uh, initially I was on Scarlet Blue mm-hmm. uh, website, which I spent many many nights and days on in my spare time, just to understand the idea and and the different um, you know male escorts mm. that were available. And to those who are listening, Scarlet Blue is an advertising, it's a website which is an advertising platform for male, female, trans sex workers. Um, so there's plenty there and you just scroll through and have a look and you book each individual escort by clicking on their profile. Yes. Um, so at that point in time, I took, took a fancy into one, but he mm-hmm. was interstate. He wasn't Sydney-based. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, do I do I just book myself a ticket and I go and see him? And then I found out that escorts do tours, that they do touring. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, what is that? So uh, touring escort, as um, you would know, is that they will come to your city every so often. Mm-hmm. And it was November 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, he happened to be touring Sydney. And I was so excited mm-hmm. when I saw the advertisement. I messaged my husband straight away. I said, look, he's coming to Sydney. He, these are his dates. I have to do this. And he goes, great, honey, I think that's great for you. Book him in. Just before you tell, what about this escort did you like? What stood out about him? I liked that he was completely opposite to what I, to the previous men I have dated, and a completely opposite to who my husband is and had the most incredible physique. I mean, how can we stop at that? <laughs> I expect you to tell me who it is after this recording, but anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Sounds great. And so, you know, I was shaking, I was nervous. And in the end, you know, did the bullet and I sent the message and I got the response a couple of uh, response a couple of hours later always really uh you know straightforward transparent i knew that the location that i was going to go was a hotel it was five stars so i felt safe in that sense as well because for mm-hmm. me safety was paramount in that mm-hmm. uh at that point in time as it should be for everyone mm-hmm. um did you tell him you were married did you tell him about your story a hundred percent i told him that i was married to kids I had extremely low self-body confidence and I just wanted um, to experience just just another another human being, really, whether it's male or female, just another human being who will just see me as who I was at that point in time and not who I were before. Mm-hmm. Um, so he responded quick, swiftly. We locked in the dates. I sent my non-refundable deposit. 
and just sat there and just waited for the day. <laughs> How long did you book him for? Was it one hour, two hours? Two hours. Okay. I did two hours the first time. So tell me about that first time. So you went to, so tell me everything, like what you wore, what the discussion you had with your husband beforehand. Did you feel like cancelling beforehand? I mean, I'm feeling nervous for you right yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so every step of the way, my husband knew about it. Every step of the mm -hmm. way, he was very encouraging. He told me he, he was so excited for me. He couldn't wait. Um, I said that, you know, the location was going to be in the city. Um, here's the time availability. I said, I don't want to do morning nor lunchtime. I want to be doing it in the, in the evening when the kids are in bed and I'm free, like mentally, right? I think for a woman, it's really important to be mentally free of all the mental clutter. I booked for 9 p.m. and I said to him, okay, what am I going to wear? Like, is it, is it going to be easy access? Like, what's the go? Did your husband choose your outfit? Did your husband choose your outfit? He didn't, but I just said to him, like, what do you think? Like a little black dress? And he said, done, perfect. So I remember I got dressed and I messaged a couple of my girlfriends. I said, Look, this is what's happening, this is where it's happening. I'm shooting myself. Can you help me? <laughs> um so one of my friends, she was kind enough to come to my house. She dragged me to the pub beforehand. And she said, you need some Dutch courage. So here I am in my black heels and my black dress and, you know, red lipstick, no bra. Go to the pub to have a couple of drinks with my friend. And then she was like, okay, where is he at? I'll drive you there. So uh, drives me to, to the location and my phone died. So I couldn't get in touch. I had my charger, but no phone, no way of saying I'm I'm here. Thankfully, this hotness comes out of the lift, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's that's that's, that's him." Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him, and I think he was getting some drinks delivered, and I was like, "Excuse me, is this you?" And he goes, "Yes, it's me." I said, "I am your 9 p.m. Nine but my phone yeah. <laughs> It sounds very exciting that way. Oh, so exciting because it broke the ice, right? Because we already yes, started yes. talking from yeah. there all the way to the lift and into the room. Um, but, uh, you know, he made me a drink. He offered me a drink. And one of the reasons I booked two hours, because I knew that there's no way I could get down and messy just mm -hmm. from looking at people. I wanted them to understand my story and I wanted to understand a little bit of them as well. I know that it's a job at the end of the day, just like I used to go to work and I go to work now. A work is work, but I want it to feel the person as they are, at least for that point in time. And um, we must have chatted for a good 45 minutes because I had such a great time talking to someone else that was not kids-related, that I genuinely had a good time just catching up with someone new. Did you give him the cash as soon as you how, – how much was he, by the way, for two hours? Do you remember? Um, I think it was 500 an hour or 900 for two. And did you give him the cash straight away in a white envelope or how did that How did that work? I did. I walked in. I, <laughs> I read off all these things that I needed to do, <laughs> right? I, I didn't want it to be very awkward. So I, I walked in, I pulled out my white envelope, and I just left it on the table. 
And okay. I just have to say that for you. Okay. I, I think uh, I've done everything right by the books. Yes, <laughs> I you sound like the perfect client. Don't worry, me. you sound like the perfect client. Um, so you were talking for 45 minutes and what was going through your head? Oh, it's like in my head, I went, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe my husband is okay with this. I can't believe that for the first time in seven years, I will be kissing somebody else, let alone get physical with completely another person. I hope this goes well. I hope this is not going to lead to my divorce. Essentially <laughs> everything, you know, all the things that can go through, went through. But the last thing on my mind was, I can't wait for him to take his, put his hands on me. <laughs> so tell me, how did it go from the chat to the sex? Uh, so we were just on the on the lounge because it was a really big suite. Then we were just on the lounge and listening and talking and drinking. Then, you know, he's slowly just creeping over a bit closer to me because I was a bit reserved. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I think he, he made the first kissing move. And just like high school, you know, mm -hmm. my whole body just went all electric, you know, however you want to put it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we just kissed for a while and then, Next minute, one thing led to another, ended up in bed. <laughs> and what was the sex like? Well, hang on, what was it like taking your clothes off in front of another man with your body dysmorphia, with your fear about your body or your image about your body? It, self honestly, for me, for me, it didn't matter anymore. And mm -hmm. I, I take that going back to the, to the time where I say to you, he doesn't know what I look like before. So mm -hmm. I didn't care how he would look at me today or at that point in time, because he has nothing to compare it to. So in his eyes, just be like, okay, great. Here's this woman. She's got beautiful lips and, you know, a really nice personality. Who cares if her stomach's a little bit flappy and she's got C-section scars? doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. You know, and he must, in, in, in my mind, he must have seen such a range of bodies that mm. not much will face him anymore. Well, that's definitely true um, from an escort's perspective. We don't see the flaws. We just see the beautiful parts of someone. And so I figured that if I just have a nice personality and, you know, I, I think that I'd like to think that he had a really good time too. <laughs> well, tell us about the sex. What was it like? Don't leave us hanging. It was, it was amazing in the sense that it felt so... I felt so just just free all of a sudden for the first time in all your life of all your questioning as a teenager of how can one person fulfill all of your dreams and needs and, and hopes versus well you've been married and you've had the same person um, for the last seven years and all of a sudden I'm having new body, new experience around me and in me and it was just electrifying it was electrifying because i didn't expect him to give me the most mind-blowing orgasm or the best sex of my life all i wanted to give me is something new something just something that i haven't had in a long time because of comfort did you have a mind-blowing orgasm to be honest i don't think i did uh, i don't think i did but it felt just euphoric in a sense. Like I, I didn't, but it, but the whole experience just gave me uh, just a different light of what escorts do and how much they can change one person. And 
straight after the session uh, booking, I've already walked away a different person from that moment. In what way? I cared a lot less about... Um, I all of a sudden, in that moment in time, after we said goodbye and I walked out of the lift, I was like, who gives a shit? I don't know if I can swear on the podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes you can. I think we've passed like, that stage, but it's, yeah. It's like, who gives a shit about what other, like, why should I care about what other people think of me? Because the only person that really matters is how I think about myself. And he may or may not have orgasm. I may or may not have orgasm. But we had a really good time together. And how did you feel about yourself? I felt liberated. I felt liberated. I felt appreciated within myself because for the first time in all these years, I wanted to do something nice for me. So having that experience made me go, okay, there is more to life and life is too short to just live constrained to what your social norm has told you what to do um, because that's not living for me. And that moment in time is when I went home I I think my husband was anxiously waiting. <laughs> I came home and I, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face, probably for weeks on end. And he was so happy for me. And, and, and it brought us closer together because to, to have your spouse allow you to do something so unconventional, so different to what you've been brought out with, is incredible and that gave me so much more love and appreciation for him beyond a father and a husband just as a human being that he's out there working hard and i'm spending his <laughs> don't worry plenty of men do that um did you, was, there, was there a time was there a moment in that first time that you thought oh shit, my life's never going to be the same again this could cause real problems at home no that was my fear. My fear that my, that was my fear. If I was to have sex with another um, person from outside, it was not an escort. That, that was my biggest worry that our emotions and relationships can intertwine. Mm -hmm. With an escort, I I knew that they are not ever going to replace our relationship at home. So no, I never thought. Oh shit, my life is is fucked it's more like oh shit my life has changed and for the better did was there a part of you that felt guilty there was a small part that felt uh yes i did feel the guilt but not so much the direct guilt of what i did it's more the direct uh, the guilt of why am i the minority of people who feel like they need to speak sex outside the marriage to be happy is there something wrong with me is there something wrong with our marriage that that's why we have to do that um but the more I dig deeper, the more I understand that, or the more I've been openly speaking about sex in the last couple of years, I realize that a lot of people are just unhappy and they stay unhappy rather than just seek happiness outside the box. So, yeah, the, the guilt wore away real quick. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, <laughs> which is a good thing. It sounds like your marriage improved after you saw your first male escort, is that right? Yes, the marriage improved because, yes, the whole experience of male escort, uh, what really improved all of it is the communication. You cannot go out there and consensually 
have an escort or a, an honest relationship without being honest, right? So there was so much communication. In those few months of leading up to booking an escort, we had spoken so openly, probably more open than we ever have before in our relationship. And that gave us a new level of respect for each other, a new level of, of love. Love evolves. It's not the same love as when you meet, not the same love as when you, you know, love evolved. And in that point, moment in time, I, I knew that my husband is who I want to be with for a very long time. I don't say forever because forever is, is death. So I don't want to do forever, but I, he is the person that I want to be by my side for as long as uh, for as long as it's feasible. But in order for us to do that, we need an external connection uh, because that works for us. How many male escorts have you seen? So, so that was in 2021. It's now 2023. How many male escorts have you seen? <laughs> I saw him again, I say mm -hmm. one, and his next tour in Sydney. And, you know, that was really lovely because we knew each other a little bit more, so it was a little bit less awkward. Um, had a nice time. I, I'm not someone that can orgasms off, off the bat, so those are never my expectations, other than just to do something, uh, just to something exciting for me. So I saw him for the second time, and then for the third time, I saw the same one again when he came to Sydney again, but this time with my husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> Had, okay. Tell me about that. Whose um, idea was that? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it came about of saying, because at that point in time, we were still, you know, in the process of going non-monogamous into the real world. So I said, okay, I've done solo booking with an escort twice now. I think it's time to bring you into the picture so that you can see whether seeing me with somebody else is your cup of tea and if this is something you want to do as well. So, so he hadn't so so you hadn't said or had you um had the discussion or what were your discussions around him seeing female escorts prior to this? Um that's right. Wow. There's so much has happened in the last couple of years. Um so after I saw my male escort actually if we're talking about him i did offer my husband to see a female escort as well just to so that to see how i would feel about that and how he would feel about another woman um he's done his own research he i'm not i don't think it was as extensive research as mine i think it's a lot easier for a male um and so he booked one uh person i think for about an hour mm -hmm. and i don't think his experience was as good as mine uh in all honesty i think i i came away from it more fulfilled than what he came home from it mm -hmm. but it gave him a really good insight that he even though she was beautiful and you know she she had you know she could take a lot of the boxes um he just wanted to be with me and that he didn't care that my body was everything that i thought i didn't love about myself he loved every part of me and he said you know we can we can have this non-monogamous relationship but i don't have to go out there and have sex with all these women because i just want you 
That's lovely. Married the right man. <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate. We've done well. With a lot of work in therapy. And it's yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. Okay, so tell us about the time you both saw MLS Court. What was that like? I think when we decided we were both going to see uh, the gentleman. Mm. This is the same we guy you've been seeing? Yes, mm. so I certainly mm-hmm. wasn't nervous. Uh, my husband wasn't nervous. I think we were just more like little kids giggling about the excitement that, that's become. Um, I, I don't think there was um, a huge level of sex involved actually that night because. Did you book him for two hours again? Was it two hours? No, that time was just an hour. That time was just okay. an hour mm-hmm. um, because mostly it was just for for my husband to see me with another person and whether he was going to be okay with it. Um, okay. So the whole experience was just quite quite humble, you know. It was just you know drinks, chatting away, and a little bit of play, but mostly it was me and hubby, and the other guy was just facilitating the scenario for us. Okay. Um, and that worked really well because that solidified the fact that yes, we want to do this, we're ready to do this, and we're finally at the stage of we trust each other. We're mm-hmm. We have more self-esteem within ourselves, him and me, that we're just not going to run off with somebody else from a one-night stand. Um, so your husband didn't freak out and get all jealous? and, and... Not at all. He said it was the hottest thing ever. I mean, thank goodness. I really married the right man. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so you had that experience, and then, 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 then how has your relationship been since? Um, if, so we've been, we have stayed non-monogamous uh, throughout this entire time. We go on dates with separate people. Sometimes we go to dates with the same person. Um, we go to a, a sex club um, in Annandale that, you know, allows us to, to mingle and meet like-minded people in real life. And it's been great. It's been How great because... It- Go on, sorry, yes. Oh, no, it's great. Um, when my friends ask me, they go, what is it that makes it great? Is it the fact that you can have sex with 100 men a week? Well, no, nobody has sex with 100 men a week. It's not that. It's the mental freedom. When you have everything in life, um, the mental freedom is, is priceless. So just the idea for me that I can say to him, hey, honey, I'm just going to go out with Jack tonight for a drink do you mind? And he will be like, no, have a great time. You know, tell Jack I said, hi, it's, it's priceless. It's the trust, you know, the foundation, the honesty, the communication. Uh, I did date someone on and off for about six months, um, a lovely gentleman and my husband and him more often than not go have lunch or have coffees together without me. That's amazing. Where did you meet him? <laughs> I met him on this app called Field. I was in Melbourne at the time. I was just visiting my sister. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to just randomly join this app and see what it's all about. Gosh, it's overwhelming. Uh, but out of all the people, for some reason, I just took a liking to him. And I said, look, this app is overwhelming. I'm just going to delete the app. But if you want to take it off offline. Is it, for mar- is, it, is it for married people? It's for people that want to explore non-monogamy and be open, okay. whether mm-hmm. and have their own kings and 
an interest. Um, so we took it offline and he took my Instagram handle and we chatted for probably five months before he moved to Sydney. He was moving to Sydney for work. Mm-hmm. Um, we caught up and we stayed just platonic friends for ages, dinner, drinks, dinner, drinks. And then one day I said, look, we obviously like each other. So why don't we just do this? My, um, my husband's keen to meet you, you know, to be friends. And it just, they just hit it off from there. How does it feel to know that your husband is on a date with another woman? Because it's one thing to have sex with another woman, but to have dinner and drinks and an emotional connection. How does that, how does that feel for you? So he doesn't do it. It's only me. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Why? Because you would get pissed off? You would be feel jealous? No, because for me, okay, because the way I see that and the way my husband sees it is he, if he likes someone, he can just go to their house and he can just have sex. Mm -hmm. It's easy for him. He can just go for a drink. He can just go for a drink or a quick bite and then he can go back to her house. It doesn't work like that for me. I don't care how much I like the person or how physically I'm attracted to them. If I can't have an intelligent conversation with them, I can't be in the mood to even go anywhere. And that's the, that's the difference. So he has been to dates and dinners with a couple of women, but he said, he said, that's too much effort for me. You know, for him, he said, if I'm just going to go on a date, I want to go on a date with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a babysitter and we go with you. Um, and a lot of the time, the men, I guess, that I go on dates with, they're, they're single. So they have a little bit more of that freedom to do this versus, you know, a married man who has to organize dinner and dates and a thousand dollars later to go home with someone. Have you ever had strong feelings for one of these men? Um, I can't say that it was love, but I certainly really liked them. And I would go home. There was this particular person. Um, I would come home and I will say to my husband, you know, I really like this person. But I don't understand why, because, you know, it, it, you just you just can't help, but you do gravitate to certain people in more ways than others. And there was one particular person and I said, you know, I really like them. And, you know, it's good to talk about those feelings because those feelings are just temporary. Those feelings are lust of two hours, three hours, maybe an overnight get together, but it's not mom make breakfast in the morning, mom change my nappies, you know, it's not the reality. The reality is very different. And when I remind my friends or people that want to get into the scene, I said, you know, the grass is not always green. The grass is green where you water it. That's right. Exactly. And once in a while, you just get a fertilizer. So my life is green. I just get a fertilizer from other bits and pieces of life and I bring it back home. So what are your boundaries with you, you with your what are your boundaries that you've discussed with your husband when it comes to dating or having sex with other people? Okay, so of course safety. I think safety is paramount for for everywhere that you go unless we have discussed it beforehand and we have met the person and we know them and we we're there. Um to be fair, not much is off limits as long as we talk about it. Um the biggest thing is obviously we're not going to go on holidays with anyone. You know, there's no Bali trips or Thailand trips or, <laughs> or anything like that. But our rules have evolved over time. And I don't know if we would even call them rules anymore. We would just call them what's consensual for us and what is okay and not okay. 
because rule sounds like I'm going back to school, you know, when they say, oh, my rules is they cannot have French kissing. But if that's part of what makes me feel good and you're stopping me, then it defeats the whole purpose, correct? So it's not rules. It's more like what is, what is our safety net? What is our boundaries? And what are we comfortable with? So sometimes I might want to go on a date, but my husband's not feeling 100%. And he said, I'm not really comfortable for you to play tonight. Then I'll be like, great. Okay. Shall we schedule for next time? I wouldn't be yeah. like, well, too bad I'm going. Okay, so your husband comes first. 100%. And, and vice versa. How's your body image now? Getting a tummy check this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you are. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> uh, I want to squeeze it all in this week before it all happens. It's actually not so much for body dysmorphia. I have extremely large abdominal muscle gap from two pregnancies. Yeah. Um, which is six centimeters, which is six times wider than it should be. Um, so I'm getting that repaired. But part of the repair, because they have to operate and cut you from hip to hip, I'm just going to get the excess skin removed. How long are you going to be out of action for? I think the hospital's up to five days stay. And after that, it's just four weeks at home recovery. So it's been really amazing because I've got such a nice support of friends. My sister's flying up from Melbourne to take the kids. Husband is um, staying home, working from home for the first two weeks. And then I've lined up lots of friends to come and bring me ice cream and chips afterwards. Yeah. And no sex. You're welcome obviously. to come too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some flowers. I'll bring you some flowers. And no sex, obviously. Um, I think it comes similar to C-sections. It's six mm. weeks if you can, but mostly depending on how the body feels. Okay. What's your – good luck with that, by the way. Um, Thank you. Brave. What's, what is – so women listening to this who are thinking about um, – or couples listening to this and thinking about booking male escorts or inviting third parties into their marriage, it can be a dangerous thing. What's your advice? Uh, yes, it can be dangerous or it can be uh, like a revelation in, in some degree. So for, for us, we always ask the question of why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we're bored, we're finding a way out? Or are we doing this because we actually want to stay together? So my number one recommendation to singles and couples is to understand why you want to do this and have honest communication about why you want to do this even though it might be hurtful for some to hear or uncomfortable, I think I think we need to stop being comfortable because you can't grow in comfort. So be completely honest about why you want to do this and go to therapy. You know, before any of this happened, go go to couples therapy, individual therapy to understand that there are no deeper traumas or desires why you want to do a certain way with a specific like with, with your partner. So I think communication and honesty really plays a big role and just not, and don't say yes because you feel pressured or you feel like you're doing it out of love. You know, I think be very strong about your uh, thoughts. And if, if that, and if the idea is so big for you that you will always think about it and your other partner will never say yes, there's probably time to really reevaluate the life. Because otherwise, you're never going to be truly happy. I mean, the moment we're born, we're already dying. So it's just a moment of really living in that time. What would you have done if your husband said no? You know, we do, we do ask that question a lot. 
each other before of what happens. And I think in time, in time, if this was not an option, then there will be resentment and resentment will turn into, you know, probably down the track going our separate ways. Because if he wouldn't have stayed with me if I never wanted to give him sex, which is some random five minute quickies either. You know, because that's not what he has signed up for. You know, and while, you know, relationships can change and I, I don't think long term this would have worked out for us if it wasn't for this experience. Do you see yourself ever stopping? Not yet. We we ask each other that quite often. It's like when when do we stop? Like are we going to stop? When and if so when? The question the answer is we're not ready to stop yet. We don't know when. Uh, but for as long as it makes both of us happy and it brings us joy, there is no need to do so. Misha, thank you very much for being so honest. It's very inspirational because usually people who sleep with other people in their marriage do it behind their partner's back. Which is far worse than, you know, right? Which is far worse than uh, being out there and be free and be open and be consensual about it. And if there's one thing I can just finally add is that uh, my my dad, who has passed away many, many years now, spent his entire marriage to my mum cheating on her, you know? So I've seen the hurt that it causes a woman. And, you know, whether that, whether the whole open marriage stemmed from that, I probably don't disagree with it. I just want to say that if you have to go behind people's back to do it, chances are you shouldn't be together. Uh, but otherwise, just have open, honest conversations. We live in a very, we live in a fairly, you know, open country, in a fake free country. And, a lot of those feelings of jealousy is an internal work. So it's, I've done a lot of internal work. <laughs> it shows. Thank you very much for your time. And good luck with the operation. Good luck. Thank you. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks for listening to Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more to come. Episodes are released fortnightly and hit follow so you don't miss out. And for more goodness from your host, visit the show notes.